Hello everybody, welcome to the round 11 player ratings video. It's uh, almost the the closure to the loss against the Eagles, obviously a disappointing one. Um, I, you know, doing the player ratings video a little later than the player review. Usually I do them pretty quickly um, in succession of each other. But I felt like it was necessary to sleep in it a little bit. Um, and just, just chill out a little bit and, and then get these done. Um, if you're new here, so what I like to do with these player ratings, I like to start the conversation with what I believe to be my player ratings and I want you guys to finish the conversation in the comments. Um, there are certain things that I'm obviously going to be missing. A, because everyone watches the game differently and at different speeds. Um, and also because I wasn't at the game. So uh, I, I really do encourage you to, to add to these as well. Um, and I do really enjoy these. These these are part of my therapy for for games. Um, it's been a couple of years now since you know since I've been doing these, and I just find they they allow me to understand the game a lot better, particularly when when we have that discussion as well. So let's start in the back line. Um, Sam Petrevsky, Seaton, Jacob Reedering, and Lockie Plowman. Now Samo. Interesting one for Samo. Yeah, great tackle early in the game, eight minutes forty-two to go in the first, um, and then there ends up being that 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 ridiculous holding the ball decision against him, and it's going to be replayed all throughout the week. It was even showed on you know on official Twitter pages and, and Facebook pages and Instagram pages. Um, Seven AFL have put it up there. I mean, no prior opportunity. It's just one of those ones that's hasn't gone our way, and it just hurts us so much more. Because we don't end up, you know, we end up getting a goal kicked against us after it. The 50 meter penalty is something I think he gave away. I'm not sure exactly what it was for. I think it was for something he said to the umpire. So that's kind of on him, but very stiff. Um, second quarter, he, he misreads a spoil, five minutes 30 to go. Um, um, there was a good mark that he took in the fourth quarter. And then there was a moment in the fourth where he was a little bit too timid going for the ball with two minutes 10 to go. And Samo's game for me was interesting. After that first decision against him where he was pinned holding the ball, he there was another moment where he was pinned for a second time and you could sort of tell he, he took that split second to think about it. Um, I don't know whether he was thinking about, do I pick this ball up? Or whether he was thinking about, oh, do I have contact near me? And he got pinned again. And it's, it's a struggle for him at the moment. Um, I noticed him a little bit more up the ground as the game went on. And I'm now at the point where... I don't want to see him in the back line anymore. It's, it's just frustrating me. Um, I, I found myself throughout the game, yes, all throughout the game yesterday saying like, I don't care about a 15 meter dinky kick from, from, the, from the back pocket into the half back line or onto the wing. I want to see him center of the, like if you put a line through the center of the ground, that's about as far back as he should be going. I, I just think he's so much more damaging forward of center. And I, I understand that there's an element of, Yes, I'm a fan, and yes, I'm watching it from from the lens that I'm watching it, and I'm not a coach, and I understand that guys have to sacrifice for the greater good, and you know we hear about Zach Fisher having to sacrifice wanting to be a midfielder so he can be this forward that they want him to be, and I get that there is a directive there um, from Teague, and I trust him, but from what I'm seeing, we're not getting what we want from someone, or what his best football is if he's playing in his half-back line, I, I believe anyway. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, just got to roll with it. Teague knows what he's doing, I guess. So I gave Samuel a pass mark for his game. He had the 14 touches. He actually was one of only five people to go at above 70% with his disposal 
Um, he went at 85%. So I, I thought it was a, a step forward from last week, but I'm, I'm left wanting so much more from Samo. And I, I, that moment I mentioned in that fourth quarter, two minutes, 10 to go, he, yeah. In that first game for, this year, for the year, he was attacking the football with a ferocity. And he's not doing that right now. And it's, is he confused? Is he, is his mental approach to contests different because he's a defender now? And he has lost a little bit of that midfield prowess and that, you know, see ball, get ball mentality. And if that's the case, that's a problem for me because that's his, that's when he's at his best, when he's attacking the ball and surging forward. And I'm just not seeing enough of that from him. And, you know, it was a pass mark. He wasn't bad today. He was better than last week, but that's just how I saw his game. Weeders, uh, I didn't notice him in the first quarter, actually, nor did I notice Kennedy. So that was probably the reason why. I thought it was a really good first quarter. Uh, there was a great release kick in that second, five minutes, 57 to go. Um, I thought he absolutely belted Kennedy in the first half. And uh, Kennedy responded in the second half. He, he, he got on you know, got on the end of a couple of great kicks in the second half. There was one in particular, th- third quarter, Seven minutes and two seconds to go. There was nothing he could do, uh, Weedering. It was just a beautiful kick. I think it was Luke Shuey. And, um, Kennedy ends up kicking two, and that's probably the, the limit for Weeder's opponents. When he when he has an opponent, you know, he should only be kicking no more than two goals. So I thought from that respect, given Kennedy kicked two goals, one, it was just a pass mark. And a little bit more, I thought it was a little bit better than a pass, given how great he was in the first half. So I ended up giving him a six for his game. Lockie Plowman, uh, first quarter, really strong mark. 13 minutes and 30 seconds to go. Um, he had to get the spoil on Waterman at the end of the first quarter. He wasn't able to water. I mean, it was a great mark. Um, Plowman was there. He was, he was right there, but he gave up that mark. Luckily, Waterman goes on to miss that goal. Um, there was an intercept mark in the second quarter with 40 seconds to go. A real pivotal moment. Um, there was a, an important passage of play in the third quarter. Seven minutes, 24 to go. Uh, pressure on Jamie Cripps, who ended up kicking it out in the full, and you know he needed to put that pressure on, so that was important. Um, he concedes a mark to Darling for a goal uh, for his second goal with two minutes to go. Sorry, his goal with two minutes to go in the third quarter, and uh, there was an errant kick in the fourth quarter, eight minutes fifty three to go. It was a turnover. Um, he was he was a he was a little better than last week. I thought. I thought he was quite down last week. Um, I couldn't find myself to give him anything more than just a pass mark for his game. Um, he's shown he's a lot better than what he was yesterday. You know, he had that three-week stretch of form where he was really, really good and it didn't look anything like that for me. So I gave him a pass mark for his game. Half-back line, Doherty, Jones, and Simpson. Doherty was another one, quiet, early, um, you know, organizing the defense. And I understand that that's probably something I definitely don't get to see while I'm watching on the screen, what he's doing behind the ball and organizing guys. Um, but like I said, quiet in the first half in terms of possessions. He's an interesting one. So his game yesterday ends up with the 12 touches at 66%. The way he played yesterday and probably the way he's played for the last two to three weeks is the Sam Doherty that I pictured this season. You know, I, I pictured him being a little... You know, probably a step or two steps back from what he was in his All-Australian year. And he's playing right now exactly how I pictured him playing for the year. And I understood that. And I've given him that ability to say, hey, he's coming off two knees. You've got to let him get a full season under his belt. And then we can move forward from next year. The problem is he started the season so well. 
you know, those 30 possession games, those vintage Sam Doherty games that we call them now. Um, and he's, I don't know, it's hard to get a read on him. It's like, well, do I judge him based on what he's been doing in the first few games where he was elite? Or do, do you sort of criticize him now? I mean, I gave him a pass mark for his game. I'm still holding the trend. And I did say the same thing when he was playing really, really elite footy that I was going to give him the year and I understand the journey he's on. Um, but it just, you know, when you're a captain, you know, it's like, well, are we carrying him a little bit now? He's captain. He should be held accountable just as much as Cripps, who I'll get to as well. So, yeah, we're just not getting that forward drive from Doc um, over the last, probably the last month. Um, is it a coaching thing that's happening against us? Is it just Doc's form? Is he just building his way back into his, you know, AFL career? I don't know. And there's a lot of an unknown with, with Doc. But when I, when I watch him yesterday, it's kind of like, I don't know. So gave him a five, just a pass mark for me, but he's probably a little bit lucky. Jonesy, um, I thought he was a lot better and he was one that I singled out with Simo and Murph who were really poor for us last week and, and let us down at critical moments. And I thought he was fantastic, particularly in that first half. He was spoiling everything. That, 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 that Liam Jones vintage warrior type performance, it was there. Um, he gave away a silly free kick to Darling in the second quarter, nine minutes, 48 to go. Takes an unbelievable mark in the third quarter, eight minutes, 20 to go. And it was kind of like it was building the way he was flying for the ball. He was playing with an energy. Um, he really responded after a couple of down weeks, let's be honest. And I, I, I was wrapped that, you know, I backed him in a few weeks ago. Over the last few weeks, I've been saying, you know, he'll, he'll turn it around. I back him in because he, he plays with an effort and an energy and it's going to turn around. So I, I thought that was good. Uh, risky kick in that fourth quarter. 11 minutes to go. He was very lucky not to turn it over. And look, it was a, it was one of those offensive kicks and Teague talks about if the players think it's there, he wants them to take it. So I understand that. Luckily, the West Coast player dropped the mark and we ended up, I think Willow picked it up and searched it inside 50. Um, but it was a risky kick. And then he took, takes another strong mark in the fourth, five minutes and 12 to go. I was really, really pleased with his game. There were obviously a few errors in there and, and, and whatnot, but I actually thought he had a pretty good game yesterday. I, I gave him an... I was I was tossing between a 7 and an 8. I felt like 7 was appropriate. That's just my gut feel. But uh, I wouldn't be... Uh, you know, I wouldn't be arguing too hard against an 8 for Jones because I thought he was really solid. Simo, first quarter, really good. I thought him, Jones, and Murphy, who I singled out, as I said, I thought they showed a lot in that first quarter. Um, great intercept mark with two minutes 43 to go in that first quarter, which was a pivotal moment. And then there was one of those, you know, vintage inspirational Cade Simpson marks, third quarter, 15, 10 to go. And, and to be honest, he fizzled out and, you know, he ends up with the 13 touches, goes at 76%. With Simo and, you know, obviously great servant of the club and a club legend and love his work, nothing but admiration and respect for Simo. But when I watch him now, this season in particular, there's a good body of work that's been put in. I just don't see there being much more upside to his game than what we're getting now, whatever he's averaging. There's no more, I don't look at what he's doing and saying, yeah, he's going to get a lot better than that. And it just begs the question for me, when is that tipping point going to come where it's like, okay, serviceable, 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 no upside. If there's someone else available who can maybe get the same production and have a lot more upside, maybe it's time to start looking there. 
I don't know if that's a Lockie O'Brien. I know Lockie O'Brien's a wingman, but Lockie O'Brien has got that 10, 12, 13 years ahead of him where we think he's going to be a really good player for us. So I just, those questions are starting to creep in for me. And this isn't a pot shot at Simo. This is just a, what are we getting out of him anymore? You know, is, is, he, is, he, is he holding on? You know, and if we're not making finals and he's holding on, like when is that tipping point going to come? And that's, that's something I want to put to you. What do you feel about that? Because there's a few guys in this team at the moment, particularly maybe him and Eddie Betts, where there's there's a limit to what they're able to do. And it's kind of like, yeah, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get, you know, for Simo, it's going to be around about 15 touches, 14, 15 touches. For Eddie Betts, we know it's going to be around about 10, 11 touches and maybe a shot or two on goal. And it's kind of like, well, well when, when do we start looking ahead now? When do we start looking at those positions and where we can really improve for the future. And that's just how I feel. These are the thoughts that creep into my mind when I think of Simo. I gave him a pass mark for his game. I thought he was, again, okay. I feel like I've been saying it for, you know, all of our games, he's been okay. I think he was really good either last week or the week before. Apart from that, it's kind of been, meh, not bad. You know, not, not a liability. So that, that's just how I feel there. And, and maybe it's okay for him to just be a role player now. And I don't know. It, that's just, that's just, these are the thoughts. These are the thoughts coming in my head. While she thought a uh, great positioning in that first quarter for his goal, that was a really important moment. It's definitely something he's, he's brought to his game this year. He's in a new role. He's not on ball anymore. He's on that wing. Um, and to be able to generate goals from that position is tricky and it's difficult. It requires a real work ethic and it requires good positioning and footy smarts and he's got that he ends up with the 20 touches goes at 65 percent he tackles you know four tackles five marks kicks the goal um i'm giving him a i gave him a seven for his game Uh, i thought he was i thought he was really solid for us and and he just keeps he's one of those guys who's in a new role and he's just not complaining not turning it up he's just going for it and I, i i have enjoyed his last three to four weeks of footy I really have. He seems to have adjusted to the new role pretty quickly. And it's a tough role, the wing spot. Um, I listened to Mr. Robertson's podcast. It's one of those positions where sometimes you don't get the ball. You've got to run all day. You've got to make 100-meter sprints all day. And sometimes you don't get rewarded with the ball. Um, but Walsh is getting rewarded with the ball. He's getting rewarded with goals. And, and it's it's great to see. So um, well done to Sam Walsh. Cripps, whoo, he... He irritated me yesterday, and it's. Let me explain. Let's let's go through his game. He started forward, which was a pleasing sign. It was promising. Um, he, he was solid at stoppages early. As uh, a great mark in that second quarter, but for fuck's sake, he needed to kick the goal. And and the body language is what I'm looking at. You know, he takes a one-handed mark and he's smiling. And how good is this? How good am I? And it was a pretty solid kick. You know, it was a gettable goal and when you are the captain of the football club you know even when he's not captain he had that that aura about him you know he lifted the group and when he misses that goal it just deflates us and I understand everyone has shots on goal and people miss but when you are the captain there's that added pressure there's that added responsibility and his goal kicking has been criticized this year and rightly so there was a point in time as he was growing into the, the peak of the player that he is where the goal kicking was an issue and I believe it might have been 2017 or 2018 where he started to put him through and kick straight and it was kind of like, oh, we're all right. Well, he's, 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 he's elevated that. Um, 
But that that look, that look of, hey, look at me, I took a great mark and smiling and then missing the fucking goal. It's not good enough. Um, third quarter, he, he tackles Nick Nat, one minute 30 to go. Don't know how it wasn't holding a ball, very stiff. I think right before that, there was a moment where Kick goes central to the goal square. He needed to mark the ball. He sort of, dare I say it, he backed out of the contest probably because he didn't want to run into Cottrell or whatnot. But that's okay, Cripper. That's yours, mate. Go for it. You know, Cottrell can get out of the way. And I reckon Cottrell pretty much knew that. He needed to take that mark. It would have put us up, I believe it would have put us up 27. And it was just a missed moment. Very... and. and he needs to take these moments. He's the leader of the club and he needs to be held accountable. Um, handball, I think he handballed to set us for, for his goal early in that fourth. I could be wrong on that. And then there were three moments in that fourth quarter, three handballs, three turnovers. One in particular, eight minutes 50 to go, was in the middle of the ground and he just needed to get the handball out to. I don't know who was running on and it was a direct turnover and... He really, he, I was disappointed in his game yesterday because he's a, it, it, when you're captain, you need to be held accountable. And I've just repeated myself so many times, but is it his fault? Yes, but it, I can't help but feel that there is a systematic stain that it doesn't allow him to play like the, the captain and the winner that we need. You know, he's grown up and he's come up in this losing culture. And the leaders before him have grown up and come up in a losing culture. And I can't help but make that thought. I can't help but think that way. That, well, he's a byproduct of his environment. And for the majority of his career, it's been a losing culture with losing habits. And it's just a stain. And it hurts. It hurts to watch him play like this. He's either injured or he's not playing well. And I don't know, he's not, he just doesn't seem to me by the eye to be moving with the same explosion. Um, I thought he added explosion from stoppage last year or the year before, and he doesn't seem to have it right now. He seems to be making the same mistakes under pressure week after week. And do I back him in to, to fix it? Absolutely I do, of course I do, it's too good. He's too talented. But for the time being, while he's playing like this, we need to stop taking... We need, I just think a lot of us have rose-colored glasses on with him because he's Cripper and he's worked so hard and he carries the load and we've got to get Cripper some help. No, fuck that. Be better. You're the captain of the football club. Be better. You know, be better. You are... He, he is better. That's where the frustration is coming from because I know he's better. I've seen it. He's a better football than what he's playing like this year. And again, if he's hurt, if there's something wrong with him, say it. If not, then I'm, I can only judge on what I'm seeing. And I just feel like he's not moving the right way. He's not moving well. And he, these mistakes have crept into his game this year. As we've started, as the, as the others have started to get better around him, we all thought that would lift him and lift the team. But to be honest, the others around him are getting better and he's sort of now just one of the rest. He's not standing out. And I don't know, it's it's a talking point for me. 
I'd love to get your thoughts. I gave him, I gave him a pass mark. I wanted to give him a four, but end of the day, he tackles really well yesterday. Um, I think he laid eight. So yeah, he led the team in tackles. So he leads the effort, and I know he wants it, and I know he's working for it and all of that. So I, I need to take that into account. But these mistakes have got to. Who's going to pull him up? Is the question. Who's going to pull him up? Tap him on the shoulder and say, "Hey, not good enough." Do you just let let it be him? And are we a little bit mindful of, oh, no, 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 just let him go because he's going to figure it out on his own? Or do we need to put someone around him? Maybe not a player or a coach. I don't know who it is, but these mistakes have been a hallmark of his game this year and we continue to turn a blind eye. You know, it's all good to, to, to pot shot Murphy. Let's pot shot our captain. You know, be consistent with your criticism. So... Cripps gets a pass for me, and I want him to be better because I know he is better. Noons, um, <laughs> first kick, he turned it over. Uh, he was solid for us in the first half. Provides that run. You know, he tackles well, goes at the ball, goes at the man. Um, didn't kick his goal this week, which is okay because we don't expect it. But, yeah, it was a so-so game. Five tackles, 12 touches. Um, goes at 66%. I, I, I didn't feel like that was a win on the day. I gave him a four, and this is an interesting one, coming right after Cripps. Given Noons is standing in the team and his output, and Cripps is standing in the team and his output, how the fuck can I give Noons a four and Cripps a five? I feel like that's inconsistent. I feel bad for doing it, you know? But I, my gut feel says Noons was a four. It was a loss on the day. And so that's how I see it. Half forward line, Jack Martin, Casbolt Murphy, Martin... Strong mark on the wing in the first quarter, and then unfortunately he hurts his calf, and that's a shattering one for us because he provides so much for us with his attack on the footy, and it inspires the rest around him, and he creates energy, and he's a goal kicker. Obviously, Fisher had his his goal-kicking boots on in this game, and, and we didn't feel that loss of Jack Martin, so to speak, with the scoreboard pressure, but that's a big loss for us. Um, he's probably going to be out for three. It's a, it's a calf, so I can only imagine it's a three to four week, I don't know. But uh, I'm not going to give him a rating, obviously, because I can't. He didn't play much of the game. So that, that that hurt to see, and that's going to hurt us, you know, over the next few weeks. But next man up, you know, that's the way it's got to be. Casbolt, great contested mark inside 50 in the, in the first quarter, six minutes, 51 to go. Looks great. And then he just shanks it. It's It was that old Levi kick, classic off the side of the boot, out in the full. Um... Didn't notice him a lot more after that. There was another great contested mark with 15 minutes to go in the third, which was good. That, those are the only two notes I've got on him. Um, I gave him a four for his game. You know, it wasn't, you know, call it, maybe it was the supply. We can't call it the conditions because they were pretty good considering what we thought they were going to be. Um, he wasn't able to hit the scoreboard given that he was the only real natural forward, if you want to call it. He didn't hit the scoreboard. I thought it was a loss on the day. I gave him a four. Murphy uh, in and under in the contest early in the first, which I was really happy to see. Um, there was that, I'm calling it a vintage Murphy moment. Nine minutes 30 to go out of the contest um, in the second quarter. It might have been the first, actually. Sorry, I think it was the first. It was, uh, he just sort of, it was just beautiful. It was just, he weaved through traffic like the old Murph um, and got that inside 50. And it was really cool to see. Um, third quarter, I thought he stood up and he responded and he attacked and he, did what he needed to do. Um, unfortunately, there were two broken tackles. One of them I noted down in the third quarter. I don't remember when the other one was, but I remember noting it in my mind. Um, he ends up having the 23 touches, three tackles, 
and you know um, it was after the criticism last week I thought it was a much better game and it's just interesting people still want to go at him after that game when your captain let us down um, I thought Murph was one of our better players on the day I gave him a 7 for his game and for the most part it was because of how much better he was than last week when he really let us down so there were still some mistakes in his game yesterday but I thought there were a lot more good than bad yesterday so and if he's getting 20 plus then that's fine then then he's that ball winner that I was talking about so if he's not getting that 20 he's got to be doing it in another way but he did get that 23 so happy with that forward line Eddie Betts Tom DeConning and Zachy Fisher Eddie Betts um, he was around the stoppages I, I noticed he wasn't just playing predominantly as a forward he was up the ground I even saw him in a back flank at one point um, great assist for Fisher's goal in the second quarter uh, an opportunity to potentially kick a goal in the third quarter with nine minutes 37 to go it was just sort of a, a quick kick out of a, a bit of congestion he misses that and you know overall what's he had he's had He's had the 11 touches, a shot on goal, he misses it, lays four tackles. I thought the pressure was there, and he's what he's able to do this year is something that whatever the small forward role was doing last year, they weren't able to do, and that is, if it's not your game, if you're not hitting the scoreboard, you've got to be putting the pressure on. And I believe Eddie Betts did put the pressure on, enough of the pressure, and he's been doing that all year. Um, but ultimately, it falls into that category with Simo. It's sort of, he's going, 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 he's capped, there's no upside there you know um i know he's had a game this year where he kicked three or four that was good but we're talking about three weeks in a row i believe it is now with no goal and it starts creeping in you know that 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 not that doubt and you know love eddie what he does for the team on field off field happy energetic he's a, he's a good human being and i don't regret getting him at the club but at, again is that moment going to come where it's like, okay, we're not going to be playing finals. I think we're still mathematically a chance, so there is that, but we're not going to be playing finals. Um, is that the time to start putting in Owies or Honey or guys like that? And, and these are the thoughts that are creeping in um, as we are four and six now. Um, and, and, and so I don't think we drop him, but I think it's we're getting closer to that moment. And when's that big call going to come? You know, is Tiggy going to be able to make that call when the time is right? So these are the thoughts I'm having with Eddie. I gave him a just a pass mark for his game. I wrestled with giving him a four, but I thought overall the pressure and all the other things were there. So uh, maybe I'm going a little light on him, but yeah, I do love Eddie. Uh, Tom DeConning, oh, what a, what a smile on my face to see him in the side. Uh, good. I thought his first three right contests were really pleasing. Um, a great... Clearance from the ruck in the second quarter, five minutes, 10 to go. I found myself saying, good job, Tom. Good, Tom. Good, Tom. How good is this? And then um, second quarter, he the, the stretch when Pittenet went off in that second quarter with the finger, I think he, he heard it. I don't know if he broke it or whatever it was. That stretch from, let's say, you know, five minutes into the quarter to, to halftime, I thought he actually got on top of Nick now. Dare I say it? thought he really started to get on top. Um, great tackle in the third, 13-32. How was it not holding the fucking ball? Is it because it was his third game and he didn't have the, you know, the, the big name behind him and the reputation? I felt a little bit of that. Um, I was wrapped. Uh, goosebumps. Like, I'm wrapped to have him in because he's obviously that project player. Going into the game, it was all about 
Okay, well, how's Tom going? Well, let's see how he stacks up. Great test. I'm, I'm glad that Teague brought him in and it begs the question, what was he doing playing Callum Moore over him? Goodness fucking me. Are you mad? Get the kid in. What was he thinking playing Callum Moore over... Maybe not playing him, but how did Callum Moore get the first crack at it out of the two of them? How, how did that happen? I, I found myself asking that question, and again, I'll always take that step back because I don't really know what's going on in the four walls, and I'm not a coach, and so, you know, there is that limit, and I will stop, but I just found myself asking that question, why did we not play Tom over Callum Moore to start with? But it is what it is, he's in the side, and I hope that he stays in the side, because for me, with Tom, by the way, I gave him a seven, um, for me, with Tom, it's all about, okay, well, is he able to compete for four quarters in a game um, without looking a little lost? And I saw that yesterday, and therefore, for me, he's in. That's it. It's get him in. Get him in, keep him in. Um, Pitternet, I'll get to him, but, you know, maybe I'll wait for Pitternet. But but rap for Tom, the leaping ability, that the ability to compete with Nick Nat in that second quarter. Um, the one thing about his game, he's got to take those marks and that's where there's probably that development um, to come. But he's got to be just sticking those marks, and, th and that'll be it. He's got to take two or three or four a game, particularly that one on the wing. He might have been a little fatigued. It was just a chest mark, and he dropped it. That's probably a sign of a guy who's not played at the level for a long time, and, and, that, and, and I'm sure that'll come. So wrap with Tom. I'm happy for him, um, and I'm just a little relieved to see that, okay, well, there's been some development, and I've sort of said in the, the season preview that, by the end of 2020, I want him to be in the side. And then by 2021, round one, Tom DeConning starting Ruckman. That's what I want to see personally. So that's how I saw that. Fish, another one. Gives me a smile to say his name. You know, great goal early. That's what he can do. Um, second goal is even more exciting. You know, he was patient and he trusted Eddie to win the ball. It was a positioning thing. Just smart, smart footballer. Um, didn't have that. Everyone jumping for the ball. It was just intelligent. Um, he sold candy with six minutes to go in that second quarter. And I noted here in capitals, great to have him back. Um, third goal, um, another capital, another comment here in capitals, my fucking boy. And then his four goal, <laughs> I should probably post this. His fourth goal, I wrote four goals and then in capital, I love you. You know, it was, he, he brought me joy and I spoke about it in my review um, after the week. That was stage four happens. I, I, you know, I'll put my hand up. I had a tough week. Just men, it just yeah, mentally just you know, it's kind of like when are we gonna get out of this rubbish and this hole? And um, definitely, definitely had a bad week last week. But he, him at half time, he, he just man, he he just brought me so much joy. Um, it was so happy for him. Um, I like the fact that he was a little stiff not to get into the side because it probably and it was a test for his resilience. Thought that was a good sign. I thought in the press conference Teague mentioned, and this was a bit of a shock to me, but Teague mentioned, you know, they want to they, they went to him and they said, you know, they want him to be a small forward. And admittedly, Teague said that he didn't want to do it. And then something happened, the isolation period happened. Teague said that Fisher called him. You got to, If you haven't watched the press conference, it's a non-negotiable. Fuck my review. Go watch Teague's review. Um, Fisher calls him in the, in, the, in the isolation period and says, 
all right, I'm buying in. I want to be the best small forward that I can be. And then we'll see if that creates an opportunity. And for me, guys, that's such an underrated thing to hear for me, the buy-in. And, and maybe this is where I need to take a step back with Samo because he's buying in potentially. And there are things that we all want him to be superstars. We all want him to be midfielders, but we just can't. And I, I thought it was really pleasing to hear that from Teague and about Zach and proud of him, happy for him, deserves it. In our best 22, I've always felt that. And um, I'm just, I just hope that he can continue to, to play like maybe not four goals a game, but if he's going to be a small forward, I think he's crafty enough. I still want to see him have patches on the ball. And I think with Jack Martin out of the team, I think he'll get enough midfield touches now. But yeah, stoked for him. I gave him a 10. I mean, you mad? Kick four goals. Kick four fucking goals. Gave him a 10. What else more could you do with him? Remember the way I do my ratings is what role is he playing and how did he perform it? And... <laughs> Four goals from a, a small forward. As Teague said, that's that's a 10 for me. Followers, Pittonet, Ed Kerno, Matt Kennedy. Pitto gave away a free to Nick Nat early in the first. Um, the only other note I took in him was in the third quarter when I, in capitals here, said, get him out of the ruck. He obviously can't, he's not a jumper, but with Nick Nat, it was frustrating me. Probably more so about Teague than Pittonet because it was like Nick Nat continues to jump over him and he just continues to just try and do this fend off and tap thing and it wasn't working like make the fucking change so yeah it's not going to be like that every week we're not going to play a, a ruckman with the athleticism and the ability of nick Nat every week but yeah i thought it was i thought he was just beaten on the day and i expected him to get beaten on the day i expected both of our ruckmen to get beaten on the day but for me peter i gave him a four that's just how i saw his game i do understand the circumstances around the game and he also went off a little bit as well with that finger and and so, yeah, gave him a four, but I, you know, I back him in to, to respond. Kerno didn't notice him a lot. I thought I thought he was on Shuey in the first quarter. Um, then I then I saw him at stoppages on Elliot Yo, and I just I wasn't sure where he was and, and what he did. And I don't think it was as heavy a tag as what he has done for the majority of the year. He ends up having 14 touches at 57%. I didn't believe it was a win on the day with Ed. Don't know why. I just didn't believe that. Um, what I take into account is tackling, which was four, so it wasn't like he led the team like last week. So I gave him a four for his game, just below a pass mark. Matt Kennedy, he brought me joy, a lot of joy. Strong tackling early. I thought, um, I said it again in the second quarter, I thought he was solid at stoppages. Um, a great intercept contested mark in the second quarter with 10 minutes, 21 to go. A very strong mark in the second again with 7.16 to go. I thought he had a phenomenal first half and it was a... He had those moments, those those marking moments. It was so pleasing to see. Um, inside 50 for Fisher's goal. I think it, that would have been the third quarter. And then another strong mark with six minutes to go in the third. I, I was wrapped with him, wrapped with what he, he put, put together yesterday. He went, yeah, the 13 touches, five tackles. He went at 84%. He's a guy that gets knocked for his disposal. Um, I thought he was great. I gave him an eight for his game. He, he, he played with a... Like, a, like an aura. He played with this, yeah, like when it was his moment, he took it every time. It was so pleasing to see. So well done to Matt Kennedy, and he's now played more good games than not, and he's sort of gone ahead of the ledger, and I'm happy for him to stay in the side. So I'm, I'm pleased with him. Interchange bench, Willow, Gibbons, Setterfield, and Cottrell. Willow, I didn't notice him in the first quarter. He had the one handball. Uh, second quarter, shit handball with 14.58 to go. Shepard, 
ends up kicking a, a goal. Um, and then he made up for it straight away, which was the pleasing thing for Tom. And that's been a bit of a hallmark of his game this year for me. When he makes a mistake, you can tell it hurts him and it stings him. And he's got that resilience to get back up. Um, he made up for it with a dashing kick, 14 minutes, 20 to go in that second. Intercept mark in the second quarter, 13 minutes, 25 to go. I thought he was well within his rights to take that shot. He misses it, unfortunately. That would have capped off a pretty solid day. Um, he falls over again. I've been saying it every week. I've been asking if you guys have noticed that he's falling over. He did it again. Fourth quarter, 15 minutes, 35 to go. He just needed to keep running. I think he tried to sort of turn inboard and he slipped and it fumbled and it turned over and it wasn't great. Um, but I enjoyed after that more of his dash and he showed a bit more, a lot more than what I've seen. I thought that was one of his better games, to be honest. He has the 13 touches, six tackles. I thought he was solid. I gave him a... I gave him a seven for his game. Gibbo, it was quite early again, another one. He had the one handball in the first. Great goal in the second. He took his moment and I thought, okay, well, he's starting to starting to build here. He ends up with the six touches, kicks a goal. Um, yes, well done on the goal, but six touches. Absolutely nowhere near good enough, especially when Jack Martin comes out of the side with an injury. Um, not good enough. I gave him a three for his game, but... He's had a good year, really good year. That was that was his worst game for the year for me. Um, so I gave him a three. Uh, Setterfield, I thought he tackled really early, um, tackled well early in the game. I thought it was a solid enough first half, an inspirational tackle in the third with 12 minutes 31 to go. Uh, amazing goal in the fourth, 15-10. That was a really, really important pivotal moment for him. Uh, I was pleased with that. He ends up with the 15 touches. Uh, seven tackles. The problem with his game is he goes at 46%. So he didn't use the ball very well. I have a seven here for his game, but I feel like it should be a six. So uh, yeah, oh, I'm weak as piss. I'm fucking weak. I'm giving him a six. Um, it was definitely a, a good game. I think I think the goal is what just you know gives me the the want to give him a seven because I thought he competed really well. So I've just cooked myself in the head. It's either a six or a seven. You guys can pick. Go for it. And and Matty Cottrell, the debutante, um, he, he was he had the, the, the one kick in the first quarter. Um, great contest in the second... Sorry, in... Yeah, I think it was the first quarter. Uh, no, it was the second quarter. It was a great contest. 14 minutes, 35 to go. He sort of sprinted to the ball, tapped it forward, then made the tackle, I believe. There was just that second and third effort. I thought that was really pleasing and it stood out. Um... He was outmarked by Gaff in the fourth quarter with 7.40 to go, and that was a probably a learning experience for him. What I liked about his game was that he, when he got tackled, he didn't... I was a little worried about the frame of him and him just getting thrown around, but when he got tackled, he was able to stand up and not go to ground, and I saw a guy who played with a real care factor yesterday, and that was pleasing. He had the nine touches. Um, I thought he was all right. I did. I, I, I gave him a pass mark for his game. I thought he was all right. I think there's something to work with there. Um, I was one that I haven't seen much of him and you know uh, Nick from the cheer squad early in the year I'm talking like January maybe even before that he said that Cottrell will play games this year and I remember seeing that and thinking gee he's gone out on a limb here Nick but um, he was right he, he you know he obviously saw something in him he's a goer I like it he's a goer um, we're going to need him to generate offense we're going to need to worry about his disposal efficiency going forward um it's going to be, obviously, with anyone that plays in the side. So 
I hope he stays in the side. I really do. I think he should be given two or three weeks. Let's see what he's really about. And let's go from there. So, game of five. Guys, that's my player ratings. Now, on to you. Finish it off. Add some comments. Put some detail in there. Uh, some of you like to put your own ratings as well. By all means, go for it. Put all, all players in there and and go for it. Uh, my man Wildy loves to do it. Lek Dog, Lek and Ferris. I'm looking forward to that, mate. Um, anybody else wants to put their ratings, put them in there. Um, get the conversation going. Um, good discussion. We'll get to the show tonight. Should be lots of fun. And uh, we move on to Frio. Got to win. It's a must-win game. It's a winnable game and it's a must-win game. But we'll talk about that as the time comes. Have a great week, guys. Go the Mighty Blues.